We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode 104 on Gabby Petito. Yep. Yes. So uh, this fairly recent case. Mm-hmm. And it's very recent. I feel like yeah. Just very, was going on. Very, very sad. Very publicized. Very sad. Yeah. Very, very publicized. While I was doing the notes, my husband was like, why are you guys doing an episode on something that just happened that everybody read about? <laughs> and I was like, well, dang, just- <laughs> I don't know. We need him as our manager or something. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> I was like, uh, please leave me alone. I'm trying to do notes. <laughs> well, because sometimes people, you know, on Facebook, like just like this, um, these white people, like, is that their last name? White? But the this isn't racist, a racist <laughs> thing. This is a um uh, white people. No, the guard and the inmate. Oh yeah. They have the same last name. I thought it was white. Maybe it's not. It could I be something remember, different. But yeah, everybody's following that right yeah. now too. But like you see just the headline of it yeah. and then you don't really read the article i have not you been really reading don't articles. know what's going on that's how i was with this case too Same. like i was just reading the headlines i was not reading into anything right so that's why brian we do right and i oh. did like learn some things and watched some things that i had not seen previously so well, good well let's talk know. about some business before we get into this okay that's fair. okay. Let's do that. What do you want to say? I would love for people to like, share, and subscribe. I will say we have been getting a lot of new follows on Instagram, and you and I are both so hype about it, which is we so are. funny. We're like, do you see how many new follows we got? <laughs> like, it, I don't know. It brings us a lot of joy. It really does. Like in All the middle of, of our day, we're like, oh my God. People Check like us out. sometimes and, <laughs> and it's, and in Colombia we were like number what, like 24 or something like pretty high on the charts in Colombia, but then we For fell a minute. quite a bit we, like the next day, but Hey, yeah. that one day we were at like 24. We were in a top 100 for a minute. It was we were. very exciting in a different country, yeah. but still it counts. Yeah. I mean, I was very excited about it. Yeah. So. You know, so, yeah, yeah. show but some love. Like, share, and subscribe, friends. We really do appreciate it. It brightens our day. It does. And then you can always, um, you know, give us suggestions on new episodes that we've got going on. Uh, we have everything kind of mapped out through May, uh, mm-hmm. but we're looking for things for June to fill the schedule. Yeah. Um, you can join our Patreon, $2 mm-hmm. tier, $5 tier. All the hundredth episode stickers um, have been mailed that people have requested. I probably have about 20 or so left. There's not very many. So hit me up. Last chance. Yep. And this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. We're never going to treasure this forever. We're never going to hit a hundredth episode again. It's been done. It was a one-time thing. It was. The end. So. Let me know. Yeah. We'll send it for free. Then tell them I'm so excited about this next yeah. thing. Did yeah. we announce this on our last episode? Not no. for mm. sure. For, we did a little bit. Yeah. We didn't so, do a for sure date. For but. sure. For sure. 
We are going to Waverly Hill Sanitarium on August 27th. Um, we got our tickets. We're planning out our trip. So um, please join us if you're in the area or even if you're not and you feel like traveling a bit. Um, you can get your tickets on eventbrite.com. We're doing the six hour public investigation that evening and we are really excited. I'm so excited. I can't even believe it. Once we bought our tickets, I was just like, this is happening. Like it is happening. I'm very, very excited. We're going to have such a good time. Now the Eventbrite, I think I posted it. Um, it, we also created a Facebook group page, uh, that way, you know, people can have better conversations than just on the Facebook page on there. I created an event for the sanatorium on the 27th, this we can put, you know, if anybody joins that and says they're going, then they can get updates as to what's happening when we're getting in, if we're going to do anything beforehand, brunch on Sunday, you know, all of that stuff. All of these things. We do have somebody that's coming. We do. Yes. Already. So yes, we we're do. really excited to meet new friends. Yes. It's be so much fun. Very excitable. Yes, we Very are really, I, it's crazy that we have somebody that wants to go with us. I know. I'm really excited. Our last one, we had a group of people come too. Yeah. But you were practically like already like good friends with her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, much, just from we, met, we met through the podcast, but yes, yeah. like she, yeah. Um, but that was still really cool. Like I it love meeting people and this, so how this is going to work. And Jackie is the one who is coming with us, um, who's always already bought her tickets. So I'm so stoked to meet her. She has been following us for a really long time. She tags me in all kinds of stuff. She gives us great suggestions on episodes. So shout out to Jackie, you rule. And I'm so excited to meet you. So excited. Um, but yeah, so the way that this works is if you want to go, you got to get your tickets soon because I couldn't block out any tickets. You, there are 50 tickets per event Mm -hmm. that's open to the public. So whenever Mm -hmm. I called uh, last week, there was 11 people that had already purchased their tickets. So they're already down to 40 something, 39. Then whenever we bought ours, you know, so it's crazy. Last year we wanted to go here and we couldn't because everything was sold sold out out. yeah so it happened super quick so if you're interested definitely get your tickets asap they're 90 bucks yeah they're expensive Mm -hmm. but it's a six hour thing so i mean it's from midnight to 6 a.m too yeah the witching hour i'm gonna have a hard time staying up for that (laughs) But, but we should i can't imagine there'll be 15 people that get tickets. I mean, if more than 15 want to come and hang out with us, that's amazing. But they said that they would typically break people out into 15 groups of 15, and then you would be at a different, um, level of the facility. So you don't have, you know, crossover, you can go explore, do your thing. So, Mm um, I'm, I'm stoked. Can't wait. Me too. And then also, do we have voice messages to share this episode? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Our mystery suggester for the Bell Gunness episode is Kip. And I think we announced Kip last episode, but she, while we were in the process of doing that, she left us a voicemail 
sweetest thing ever. So here's her voice message. And thank you so much for sending us one. Hi, Allison. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Jordan. My name is Kip. And I was the one who suggested Bell Gunness for your 100th episode. And I was so pumped that you guys did it last week. Um, I live about 15 minutes away from the murder farm. So she's always just been my favorite serial killer, even though that sounds horrible. But I know that you guys understand what I'm saying when I say that. Um, it's just such a wild story and I can't really get enough of it. So I was really excited that you guys did it. Um, some of the souvenirs that they were selling in concessions, like actual body pieces and a dead dog that she had murdered. People were just running around stealing stuff and selling it and pictures of the dead bodies that they were taking as they found them. It's just unreal. And I just love you guys. And thanks for sharing that story. Have a great day. Okay. Thank you, Kip. We appreciate it. We love you. All right. My next one that I have here is from Katie. And Katie, actually, I met her from Girl Scouts. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Girl Scouts and murder. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So here is her voice message. Hi, Mystery History Podcast. Uh, This is Katie, and I just wanted to give a little shout out to you guys. Um, I absolutely enjoy listening to you so very much, and I feel like I know you and um, like we're just friends hanging out. Um, So um, I wanted to give you just a little little message of love saying, keep it up, doing a great job. And also, um, I just finished episode 101, but in episode 100, you mentioned Erica Baker and I am also from the Dayton area and I would love to hear an episode on Erica Baker. Um, I remember it growing up and I did not know that there was an update until Rachel said it. So love to hear about it. Bye. Awesome, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. I do really love these voice messages. They make me so happy. And then it's also really nice. I love the comments that people make when they say that it feels like listening to old friends. Cause I know when I used to listen, well, you guys are old friends. What am I talking about? I was going <laughs> to say when I used to listen to the podcast, I like felt the same way, but it feels like you're like in the room, like just listening and talking right. with, with you guys. So well, I, I like that. And that's Sweet. what we, I always Aim wanted to, to strive. Yeah. Because sometimes they're super overproduced. There's not, I mean, it's not real. We right. screw up names all the time. I can't talk half the time. <laughs> it's just out here doing is. our best. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. And some people, they don't like banter. We banter. We've been bantering for several minutes now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But somebody's trying to skip the business it's taking a lot of minutes (laughs) it is and that's right if you don't you know if you don't enjoy it that fast forward button's there and we still would love to have you so right for sure all right i think that's it for the business all right let's get into this craziness okay okay go for it gabrielle venora petito was born march 19th 1999 in blue point new york to Nicole Schmidt and Joseph Petito. She was the eldest of six siblings and half siblings. She graduated in 2017 from Bayport Blue Point High School in Bayport, New York, where she had met Brian Christopher Laundry. Laundry? Laundry. 
from September 2017 to January 2019, she lived in Carolina Beach, North Carolina, and worked as a hostess and in the kitchen of a restaurant in Wilmington. She applied to Cape Fear Community College, but did not attend. Then in March 2019, Petito began dating Laundry and moved in with him and his parents in North Point, Florida. So Petito and Laundry worked at a Publix location in Northport. She was working as a pharmacy technician and he was in the grocery department. And both of them quit their jobs at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, okay. So catching, catching you up. Yeah. Okay. On pre-life things. In late 2019 and early 2020, the couple embarked on a cross-country drive from New York State to California, and along the journey visited Las Vegas, Yosemite National Park, Pismo Beach, and other points of interest. In March 2020, Petito celebrated her 21st birthday in Nokomis, Florida. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's the place. July 2nd, 2020, Gabby announces her engagement to Brian Laundry on Instagram. And July 2nd, 2021, the couple departs Petito's hometown of Blue Point, New York, on a planned four-month cross-country journey in her white 2012 Ford Transit van, documenting the trip on social media. According to Petito family attorney Richard Stafford, the pair had postponed their wedding plans because of the the pandemic and decided to take a road trip instead, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So they've, they have done this road trip thing together before in 2019 and 2020, and then they got engaged. And by all accounts, like I perused her Instagram for the first time while doing these notes, because like, I think we did we talk about this in the first, the Patreon? I, or maybe we talked about it before we started recording. Sorry, my brain is broken right now. Um, I read the headlines of this case, but I didn't like get super into it. I didn't like get on her Instagram and start really reading all the articles or anything like that. But when I was doing the notes, I did start digging into that stuff. I did get on her Instagram and look and it is just the perfect example of Instagram is not real life yeah. situations. Like she looks so happy with him. They have all these pictures and videos of them traveling together. And she looks very like influencery, like her photos are all pretty staged, you know, but really nice. She looks so sweet, like just a real sweet girl. And um, yeah, so they, they got engaged and, and then a year later, decided to to take another long and a four month long road trip. So they quit their jobs before they left on this four month long road trip as you would have to do. Yeah, sure. Well, and I when you're 20. (laughs) Yeah. Because life isn't real at that point. You can just, you know, you can do those sort of things and you should, you should do those sort of things. Yeah. Cause you Um, can't later. (laughs) No, I, I very, I should have done more when I wasn't. Yeah. But I did not know that they had done this prior to, I, that this was a thing that they did together. Yeah. I just thought that this was a one-time situation. So, because I'm the same way before. 
Yeah. Cause I was, I'm the same way. I, I knew about it just from, you know, seeing posts on Facebook, but not really digging. Um, so this is probably going to be an eye opener for me too. Yeah. So for their trip, they had all these places planned out and on July 4th, Gabby posted photos of herself barefoot in Gove County, Kansas on July 8th, she posted some photos at the Great Sand Dunes National Park in Colorado, which if you have not been there, have you been there? You have not. No. It is the coolest place. It is crazy because it's in the mountains. And then there's just this huge park that is full of sand because the sand blows from the desert and get stuck in the mountains there and you can go like Brian and I visited and you we stayed at the little KOA camp or whatever it is right outside of it um and you go to the sand dunes and you can take these like wood things to go sledding or like snow snowboarding sandboarding on and you climb up the dunes and slide down them I mean Brian have videos from our trip and pictures like I can send them to you so you can see them but it is just the weirdest coolest looking place and it is so big and I remember like we went hiking up these sand dunes and this older man and this younger kid like it must have been a grandpa and his like grandson they were like way down and me and Brian are walking up it and we are dying and they freaking passed us <laughs> like so quick like they caught up and passed us so fast and I'm like wow we are really out of shape <laughs> well, <laughs> like, probably the altitude together the altitude too right is hard to like it was Mm -hmm. it was definitely like a different kind of place but then we like sledded down it it was so much fun but there's pictures of her and brian there um that was one of their stops so just a shameless plug for everybody should go there and then on july 18th gabby and brian posted photos of themselves at utah zion national park So they've just been taking this like nice little trip in their little van on August 12th, there, um, was body camera footage that was actually released later in September that showed an encounter between Brian and Gabby that they had with the police in Utah. Police confirmed that no significant injuries were reported. Um, this was in Moab, Utah. They pulled the young couple's van over near Arches National Park following a report of a domestic problem between the pair outside of a natural food store. So this body footage or this body camera footage, I, I watched it and it shows Laundry with scratches on his face and a visibly distraught Petito wiping away tears while speaking to one officer. And in this footage, she says, I'm sorry, we've just been fighting this morning, some personal issues. Um, And then they proceeded to do quite a bit. They like had her get out of the car and everything. But according to audio from a 911 call, a witness told police that he saw laundry, laundry slap Petito multiple times in the parking lot of that store. After questioning the couple separately for more than an hour, The officers conclude that Petito was the aggressor in the incident, but declined to charge either of them. And the officer said, I do not believe the situation escalated to the level of a domestic assault as much as that of a mental health crisis. The officers concluded in the report. They instead decided to separate the couple for the night. 
Um, laundry is taken to a motel and Petito is allowed to stay in the van and the pair reunite soon after and continue on their trip. That's tough. So I, I watched the footage. Have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like in preparation, you know, I think they were the, they were doing the right thing. The cops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, there weren't signs. Nobody wanted to press charges. There weren't signs that, you know, somebody got the crap kicked out of them. She was crying. He had scratches on his face. You know, it was just so, like they said, it, it seemed like a mental health situation escalated, not so much of a domestic abuse situation that they could actually do anything about, you know? Right. Well, and, and regardless of, of if let's say that they did press charges, it still probably wouldn't have stopped the outcome of how this happened. You know what I mean? I don't think that, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, I, I think that what happened to her still would have happened. Even if she had pressed charges against him? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. So at the same time, a National Park Service ranger who also responded to the call, you know, much later, she said that she warned Petito that her relationship with Laundry was toxic. I was imploring her to reevaluate the relationship, asking her if she was happy in the relationship with him and basically saying this was an opportunity for her to find another path to make a change in her life. This was what Ranger Melissa Halls um, told the Desert News in September. The city of Moab then later launches an independent investigation into the police department's handling of the incident. But like, like you said, I mean, I think that they handled it the best they could. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like they just brushed it off. If they talked to him for an hour hour. and they seemed concerned that, you know, that sucks. Mm -hmm. That sucks. August 17th laundry flies home to Florida from Salt Lake city in order to obtain some items and empty a storage unit to save money as they contemplated extending the road trip. According to laundry's family attorney, Stephen Bordolino, August 19th, an eight minute video titled beginning our van life journey is posted to the couple's YouTube page. August 23rd, Laundry flies back to Salt Lake City to rejoin Petito, according to Bertolino. August 24th, Gabby is spotted leaving a hotel in Salt Lake City, Utah. August 25th, Gabby, Gabby FaceTimes her mom, Nicole Schmidt, for the final time. In a later police report, Schmidt said her conversations with her daughter revealed more and more tension between her and Brian. Gabby also posts her last Instagram, no location is given. And then so there were signs that something was that something happening. was going on. And there were also some things like friends had said that he seemed controlling. And I don't know, they just did not seem like a good couple, basically. But they're children too. I mean, you have to take into account that they're in their early 20s. Yeah. They're fighting. I mean, that is kind of well, living in a little van. I I don't know if I could live in a van with anybody. It's tight. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you just, you can't get away from them. Yeah. Yeah. You, and that's why I think like, even if something would have happened with these cops, 
the end result would still be the same because they let her stay in the van. She could have just left his ass in the in the motel and left, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she didn't. Right. So I don't. That's why I don't think that there's. I think that this is just unfortunately a. It wasn't going to stop. You know, if she would have pressed charges at that point, I think if you press charges in a domestic violence case, usually you like get a restraining order and aren't allowed to be around the person until the case goes to court and all of that stuff. But obviously they didn't want to press charges. She didn't want to press charges. So, well, and all of that is just as good as the people following the pieces of paper that are written. Right. And what it says. Yeah. On August 27th, Gabby is seen for what's believed to be the final time. A Louisiana couple vacationing in Wyoming say they saw Petito and Laundry involved in an argument as they were leaving a restaurant in Jackson Hole. Nina Angelo, who was at the restaurant with her boyfriend, says in an Instagram post that Petito was in tears and Laundry was visibly angry, going in and out of the restaurant several times and showing anger towards the staff around the hostess stand. Schmidt, Petito's mother, says she receives an odd text message from her daughter and is unsure if it was her daughter who actually sent it. The message reads, can you help Stan? I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls. Stan is Petito's grandfather, but according to Schmidt, she never calls him by his first name because that would be freaking weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Hours later, travel bloggers driving through Grand Teton National Park drive past the couple's van that was abandoned on a dirt road. So, you know, I think this is like an interesting case of people paying attention. And then a lot of these like tips and like things that came through were people posting onto like TikTok or Instagram saying like, I saw this, here's a video I took of this, like that sort of thing. So I think that's like an interesting turn in how some of these things play out. Yeah. Cause you're never, you're never alone anymore. You're never not under a microscope. Everybody has phones. If you're causing a scene, somebody's Uh probably recording. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So on August 29th, another couple say they saw Laundry hitchhiking in Wyoming and gave him a ride. In a series of videos posted on TikTok, Miranda Baker says she and her boyfriend picked up Laundry, who told them he had been camping alone along the Snake River outside Grand Teton National Park, while Petito was back at the van working on social media posts. Baker says that once Laundry found out she and her boyfriend were going to Jackson Hole instead of Jackson, he got agitated, asked that the vehicle stop, and got out near the Jackson Dam. Because he was just at Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. August 30th, Schmidt says she receives another text from her daughter's phone that reads, no service in Yosemite. It is the last text Schmidt receives from her phone. September 1st, Laundry returns to Northport, Florida, where the couple had been living with his parents in Petito's van without her. That's so suspicious. Uh, that's like <coughs> highly... <laughs> Yeah. Highly suspicious. Which, why would you do that? Return with the van. Yeah. Wouldn't you fly home in his, like, shoes? No, because the the van probably has all the evidence in it. 
So, so you drive it back to, to take Florida it. and be like, Meow. well, obviously his parents didn't give a shit that he came back without her because they protected him for so long. That's true. So I'm sure he probably called his parents and said, what do I do? And they say, bring that shit home so you can clean all of the evidence out of it, which he did. Yeah, you're right. But. You're right. You too, right? Mm, okay. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I don't, I mean, his parents, okay, probably knew about it, but like to everybody else, it looked really bad mm-hmm. because it was really bad. Right. September 11th, Gabby's parents report her missing to Suffolk County Police. September 14th, Brian's family issues a statement saying he has retained an attorney and will not be cooperating with investigators. Brian is allegedly last seen by his family. He reportedly told them that he was going hiking in Carlton Reserve, but failed to return. Who goes hiking at a time like this? Right. I mean, not me. (laughs) No. And then September 15th, Florida's North Port Police announced Brian as a person of interest in the case. He is not charged with any crime. And they still know where the hell he is. Yeah. So if you're reported a person of interest, like you're not allowed to leave, right? No, you can't leave the country, blah, blah, blah. So he like conveniently is last seen the day before that, like, I mean, that. this kid is like suspicious hell. Everybody knew he did it and nobody could do anything about it. No, nope. It's crazy. So on September 16th, Utah police released that body camera footage of the police encounter with Brian and Gabby. And at a press conference with police in Northport, Petito's father issues a plea asking for the public's help in finding his daughter. What I need from everybody here is help because the goal is still not met. And that goal is to bring Gabby home safe. Joe Petito says, there's nothing else that matters to me now. At the same press conference, Northport police chief Todd Garrison is asked by a reporter if he knows where Laundry was. And he said, yes. A spokesperson for the Northport police department later says that the officers believed Laundry was at his Northport residence at the time. So wrong. Dumb. <laughs> they don't know where he so is. Dumb. At a separate press conference, Stafford, the lawyer for the Petito family, reads aloud a letter to Laundry's parents in which the Petitos urge them to help find their daughter. We understand that you are going through a difficult time and that your instinct is strong to protect your son. The letter reads, we ask you to put yourself in our shoes. We haven't been able to sleep or eat and our lives are falling apart. It would be so hard if you Breaks thought my heart, if you thought that your boyfriend's daughter had something to do with her disappearance and he's just like bringing the van home without her in it and stuff like bless their hearts that they didn't put hands on his body because I don't know they how never you got a chance to, I, well, and that's probably why, because they were in New York, Suffolk County police, where they reported her missing. That's in New York. They were not in the same state. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, and, but yeah, my first I'm instinct sorry. would be to drive down there and wring his neck. <laughs> and I'm sorry. You know, I understand wanting to protect your child. That is your number one job as a parent. But mm-hmm. I have to believe that if my child did something awful, while I would love them through it, they have to 
you know, they have to, to go with the, the consequences, consequences yeah. of your actions. Yeah. And, and even if it was to help another family that your child snuffed out, at least mm-hmm. they have the closure. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's crazy. So September 17th, Laundry's parents report him missing, telling police they last saw him on September 14th when he left their home to go hiking at that Carlton Reserve, which is a 24,565 acre nature preserve in Sarasota County. So if he asked me if Brian was like, hey, I'm going to go hiking, I'm going to be like, you're going to sit your ass on that couch and stay put. (laughs) Right. Why would you let him leave out of your sight? I, because they were, I mean, I think they were trying to help him escape. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that is the vibe I'm catching off of these parents, but you know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, September 18th, police announced they were searching Carlton Reserve in Florida for Brian. Police announced they have not found anything. Yeah, because it's 24,000 acres. <laughs> like, uh, September 19th, authorities in Wyoming say they found a body in Grand Teton National Park. The FBI announces the body was believed to be Gabby's, but a full forensic identification needed to be completed first to confirm. In September 20th, police execute a search warrant on Laundry's home, seizing his silver Mustang and a hard drive that may contain evidence related to proving that a felony had been committed. Mm-hmm. On September 21st, officials announced they will be conducting an autopsy on the remains found in Wyoming to confirm whether or not they belong to Gabby. Police also resumed their search for Laundry, this time on the Venice side of Carlton Reserve. The FBI announced the body found in Wyoming was identified as Gabby's, but the cause of death was not yet revealed. The Teton County Coroner's Office said Gabby's official cause of death was still pending, but the initial manner of death was homicide. So they knew at that point that she had been murdered. I feel like it took a really long time for them to execute a search warrant. Yeah. Did they need a body to execute it i mean at that point they hadn't even proved that she was dead that it was hers yeah yeah that's true that's true but no they but what i'm saying is they executed the search warrant before it was confirmed to be her body so maybe they didn't need to wait for that i feel like if there's like suspicious what if they never would have found her body that is a possibility Mm -hmm. and we know from the last um last case that we did not the last but one of the last is that it's super hard to convict anybody if a body is not without one yeah that was from the wood chipper murder right um yeah on september 22nd (laughs) police continue to scour carlton reserve for a trace of laundry but they don't find anything a specialist dive team is called in to assist with the hunt 
And then on September 23rd, a federal arrest warrant is issued for Laundry, charging him with unauthorized use of a Capital One debit card and several bank accounts belonging to Petito from about August 30th through September 1st. While this warrant allows law enforcement to arrest Mr. Laundry, the FBI and our partners across the country continue to investigate the facts and circumstances of Ms. Petito's homicide, FBI Denver Special Agent in Charge Michael Schneider says in a statement. So they trying had to a hold reason him. to arrest him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. While they get everything else together. September 26th, funeral services for Gabby are held in Holbrook, New York, where family, friends, and strangers gather to mourn the 22-year-old's death. Her father, Joe, tells those in attendance that his daughter touched the world. When you leave here today, be inspired by what she brought to the table because the entire planet knows this woman's name now. And she inspired a lot of women and a lot of men to do what's best for them first, he says. Put yourself first and do it now while you have the time. I couldn't be more proud as a father. Her stepfather, Jim Schmidt, offers a similar message, saying it's okay to mourn for Gabby and it's okay to feel sorrow and pain, but we want to celebrate her and how she lived her life. That's so sad. And this case really, like I'm in a couple Facebook groups and this is all they were talking about. Yeah. And and people were, well, some of them just read the headlines and move on like us sometimes, but they were like fully invested in this and all facets going on instagram tiktok all that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and she had a lot of social media things going on um so there was a lot to see and a lot to follow so um on the same day reality tv star Dwayne dog the bounty hunter chapman joined the search for laundry um chapman arrived at laundry's home which he shared with parents christopher laundry and roberta laundry and knocked on the door i thought well the dad's gonna see me and crack i know the kid knows me he's probably one of my fans so i thought the dad would answer and talk chapman told fox 13 tampa in an interview released on september 26th but I was very persistent without disturbing the peace and knocked a few times so that they saw it was me and I didn't play nasty and put a copy of the warrant on the front door. None of that. I was very respectful and the dad can still reach out to me through social media. Let's get the kid captured alive, alive. So that was okay. a quote from, from dog, the bounty hunter. I just got to tell everybody. Cause you already know I freaking <laughs> love dog, the bounty hunter so much. He is a national treasure. And if I was ever a a, had a warrant out from my arrest, I would want him to capture me. Yeah. He is just the bee's knees. I gotta tell you. I love him and it was so funny to me. I do. I've loved him since. Oh yeah. You watched every friggin' episode of his show. Uh, I used to make me watch it with you. I was like, what is happening? I made my mom go whenever they went to Hawaii to their bail bonds thing and take a picture. Oh my god. It was, you know, uh, yeah. I'm really I really thought he was going to get them. I really was yeah, invested in I this. I feel like when he announced he was doing this, I feel like you told like you told me he was doing this. And you I think like, I did catch him. He's gonna catch him. And I was like, no, he is not. <laughs> I am pre- so ridiculous. Yeah. I think I did do that. I think you did. I was fully I was like, vested wow. in it. 
I was like, you really were. Now it's so gonna here's be the, the point. End. Yeah, here's the point in the case where Allie was like, oh, now I'm gonna pay attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's done. He should just turn himself in. Yeah. <laughs> Dog's gonna catch him. <laughs> it's September 28th at a press conference in Bohemia, New York. Stafford, the lawyer for the Petito family, says they have no reason to believe that Laundry's parents will help authorities find him. Because they're not going to. Um, The Laundries did not help us find Gabby, Stafford says. They're sure is not going to help us find Brian. He also urges Laundry to turn himself in. On October 5th, the sister of Brian Laundry, Cassie, urged him to come forward in an interview aired on Good Morning America on Tuesday, October 5th. Um, Mm -hmm. She said, I would tell my brother to just come forward and get us out of this horrible mess, she said, adding that if her parents are involved, they should come forward as well. Cassie revealed that the man wanted and their parents, I'm sorry, revealed that the wanted man and their parents stopped by for an ordinary visit on the day he returned without Gabby, September 1st, uh, which was September 1st. She would later join the family, including laundry on September 6th at Fort DeSoto Park, where they had dinner around the campfire. Cassie, who lives in Florida with her husband and two children, admitted it was pretty typical of Laundry and Petito to argue and try and take some space from each other, but she did not witness signs of domestic violence. Gabby said if she knew where Laundry was located, she would turn him in. Mm-hmm. And that's the right, that's the way to that's do it. That's the right move. Yeah. And saying to her parents, like, you should turn him in if you know where he's at, you know, all that. But Yeah. She said it's, I think it's interesting that she said it was pretty typical of them to try and take space from each other, but that she didn't witness signs of domestic violence. So maybe it was, I mean, again, they're young. So, you know, you get in a fight when you're young and you like take a break or whatever, but well, maybe that's what he was hoping coming back with the van. They would, they would just, yeah, I think they needed space. Yeah, maybe. So on October 7th, today, Chris Laundry accompanied members of law enforcement into the preserve to show them the trails and places Chris and Brian have hiked and the places which Brian was known to frequent, Bertolino said in a statement obtained by InTouch. While there were no discoveries, Berlino said the effort was helpful to all. It seems the water in the preserve is receding and certain areas are more accessible to search. The entire Laundry family is grateful for the hard work of the dedicated members of law enforcement that have been searching the preserve for Brian over the last few weeks. Hopefully Brian will be located soon. And at this point, if I remember correctly, people thought he was dead. Yes. Like they, they thought he killed himself. Sur- well, and you can't survive in that nature preserve. Like it's not a hospitable place to be like camping out for weeks. Yeah. Which at this point, it's almost been a month yeah. that he's been gone. Well, and I think that that's why the dad finally helped because now he's worried. He's wondering where he's at too. Yeah. Yeah. So on October 12th, Brent Blue, the Teton County coroner, announces that Petito's death was caused by strangulation. Blue initially ruled the manner of death a homicide pending final autopsy results. After detailed investigation by our forensic pathologist, our anthropologist, and local law enforcement, with assistance from the FBI, 
the Teton County Coroner's Office is filing the following verdict in the death of Gabrielle Venora Petito. We hereby find the cause and manner of death to be the cause death by strangulation and manner is homicide, Blue says. He says law enforcement took DNA samples from Petito's body and determined that she was not pregnant because I think that was the thing. People thought that maybe she was not angry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the time of death is estimated to have been three to four weeks before Petito's body was found. Wow. Yeah. Brent blue also described an ongoing media circus around the Petito case. Unfortunately, this is just one of many deaths around the country of people who are involved in domestic violence, he said, speaking at news, a news conference. It's unfortunate that these other deaths do not get as much coverage as this one. I agree. I agree, too. And, you know, they were taught. I remember it being a big thing. And I don't know if this, like, had an effect on me not wanting to be all crazy and follow it as much. But I remember it was a really big thing about when she was missing before they had found her body, all of the media attention she was getting, but there was, there's so many missing women, specifically like Native American women in that area that nobody reports on or seemingly cares about. And I know that made me kind of like angry Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess is the right word because I was like you know because she's this young white woman everybody is all over it and I mean I guess she had a ton of social media and a ton of things and it would just be so nice if everyone cared an equal amount about all the other missing people yep that absolutely that there's not as much effort to find but you know it is really nice that this was such a media circus because something and I don't know if we go over this later or not but part of the reason they found her body is another person had dropped like picked Brian up and dropped him off and he had said he was walking back to his van And that was at the location that they eventually found her body. And that person posted on social media that they had dropped him off there. So they knew the area to search. They knew where to look for her because of that. Wow. So it's like, you know, pay attention. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, and, and that's the, the catch 22 that you get into with social media versus real life is that, you know, some people argue that we're too involved with our social social media and we're not living life because we're doing that. And then on the other hand, this kind of shit can solve things. Like, I mean, it does. Yeah. I mean, pieces this whole together. Case, this whole case was solved because of Instagram and TikTok and mm-hmm. people posting things that they had seen. I mean, it would have taken them so much longer if those people hadn't said they had seen her and seen him and picked him up and taken him to these places because he could, they could have said that they were anywhere. And he was like fake texting himself from her phone and fake texting her family, you know? So any of those things could have been dropped and been like, you know, we're in California. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Boy. Um, October 20th. Yes. (laughs) The FBI says that apparent human remains, as well as a backpack and other items belonging to laundry have been found near the Florida's nature preserve 
where officials were looking for him. The remains were found in an area that until recently were underwater. The FBI says it's unclear whether the remains belong to Laundry. Earlier today, investigators found what appears to be human remains, um, as well as a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian. Michael McPherson, special agent in charge of the Tampa field office of the FBI, tells the reporters, he says other evidence response team is on the scene using all available forensic resources to process the area. It's likely the team will be on the scene for several days. Stephen Bertolino, attorney for the Laundry family, says Brian's parents went to the park to search for their son that morning and met with the Northport police and the FBI. After a brief search of the trail that Brian frequented, some articles belonging to Brian were found. That's just so freaking suspicious, though. That is family. Yeah. Yeah. Bernalino said in a statement, as of now, law enforcement is conducting a more thorough investigation of that area. It's freaking suspicious. Yeah. Like they knew where he was at. Yes. I think, I don't know. Well, let's talk at the end. Okay. Because <laughs> I've got some shit to say. So later, the FBI says Brian Laundry admitted to killing Gabby in a notebook that was discovered near his body in a Florida swamp. So that notebook they found, he had written in there that he had committed mm-hmm. the, her murder. On October 21st, the FBI says dental records confirm that the human remains found the day before were those of Laundry. NBC News reports the remains were skeletal and included part of a human skull. On November 23rd, so a whole month later, Laundry's autopsy reveals he died from a gunshot wound to the head. On October 3rd, 2021, Gabby's family announced that they had launched the Gabby Petito Foundation in honor of their late daughter. According to the website, the organization's mission is to address the needs of organizations that support locating missing persons and to provide aid to organizations that assist victims of domestic violence situations through education, awareness, and prevention strategies. We wish to turn our personal tragedy into a positive, the mission statement reads. It's our hope that Gabby's Foundation will bring these important issues into the forefront of the public eye to the benefit of all our communities. The foundation's tagline is a phrase coined by Gabby's dad in an Instagram post after her remains were found at that Wyoming campsite on September 19th. And that tag phrase is she touched the world. Have you ever seen the whole nine yard? Yes. With Bruce Willis. Yeah. And Matthew Perry. It's been a minute. Okay. Well, he's a dentist, Matthew Perry. And yeah. Bruce Willis is a hitman. Yeah. And they have some sh- shenanigans. And As they would. And then they find, and then they go try to make it look like they're dead and do molds of their teeth and make it look uh, like it's they're, them. They're dead. Yeah. That could happen. Do you think that's what happened? I don't know. I don't feel good about it. I tell you that. It keeps me up at night. Really? I don't know if it's really him. It's well, just who would it so, be? I don't know. <laughs> it could be just a homeless person that they found on the side. I don't know. 
I just have they a ripped feeling. out all of the homeless person's teeth and put Brian's teeth in there. Yeah, it could happen. How do you take a mold of somebody's teeth and make teeth? You have to be a dentist. <laughs> you can't just make teeth. <laughs> I don't know the logistics of it, but it happened in the movie and I don't well, know. I need some further explanation on how they made teeth. I don't have the details. That All I have somebody else's <laughs> teeth. <laughs> All I have is my feelings that this is a bunch of bullshit. And I think it's a cover up. Hmm. This is I don't conspiracy theorize a whole lot. But this is the one. This is the one. It's just too convenient. It's wrapped up real nice and pretty with a beautiful bow with polka dots, which is my favorite. It just doesn't feel right. I think that his parents were trying to get him out of there and he killed himself. Well, I hope they feel bad. I think part of the plan was for him to go hiking for a day and be missing and they were going to like get him out of the country or something. Not take molds of his teeth and stick them in a homeless man's head and throw his body <laughs> into the marsh <laughs> i mean okay you could somebody right. else has to be with me on this <laughs> i'm just saying that i feel like the fact that he was bone also like his it's skeletal yeah that's pretty fast well it said things ate him like coyotes and feral dogs and rats like there was like stuff missing off of him because of animals getting to him and then he was also under underwater well i feel like that stops like it makes it the decomposing process longer am i wrong i thought it makes you mushy and your stuff fall off maybe especially if you got bite marks in you from animals already eating you i don't know i don't know it just suspicious i mean i agree but again i think it i think what it was was his parents were trying to help him escape and then he just killed himself instead the day they found his body they went to the exact spot where it was found i know that it had been underwater that's just a little are you so did they like go directly to that spot immediately upon arriving there or something i mean i don't have that information do you have that information Oh, I don't have that information, but that's what I'm playing out in my head that happened. They were just like, hmm, let's go down this path. Oh, we found him. That's not a homeless man with fake teeth. It, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. If anybody else believes that this is a conspiracy, please, please let me know. Because I'm feeling kind of lonely on this island over here. I don't have the <laughs> so facts. Just but a feeling I, just, in your I feel gut. it. Do you think he's still alive somewhere? Maybe, maybe he's in Mexico. Everybody knows his stupid face. Well, you that there's tons of movies where they uh, change their face. Face off. Exactly. Have you seen that <laughs> shit? Oh, I don't know. I just that's the way I feel. I gotcha. I hear you. You are seen. Thank you. That's all I needed. Okay. March 10th. 2022. 2022. Yes. March Petito and Nicole. March Petito. (laughs) (laughs) Start over. (laughs) Joseph Petito. 
<laughs> Joseph Petito and Nicole Schmidt filed a lawsuit against the laundries. Brian's parents had full knowledge that their son murdered Gabby and were working to help f- him flee, like you believe. The family of the slain Long Island woman alleges in a new lawsuit. Petito's grieving parents, Joseph and Nicole, believe that Laundry's told his Laundry told his mom and dad around the August 28th that he had killed his girlfriend during their cross-country trip. While Joseph Petito and Nicole Schmidt were desperately searching for information concerning their daughter, Chris Laundry and Roberta were keeping the whereabouts of Brian secret. And it is believed they were making arrangements for him to leave the country. The suit alleges, which is what you think, which if it's not the whole face off thing, it's probably that sense. Yeah, could be that the laundries exhibited extreme and outrageous conduct regarded as shocking, atrocious and utterly intolerable in a civilized community. The lawsuit filed in Florida, Sarasota, Sarasota County alleged. Petito's parents are seeking damages in excess of 30000 from the Laundries, whose lawyer claimed the suit was baseless because his clients were never obligated to speak to anyone about the missing person cases. 30000 is kind of chump change. It is kind of chump change. And I think that that, so it's in excess of that, because I read somewhere else it was like 100000 or something. So At I'm not exactly 30, sure, is that what that but means? yeah, like in excess means like more than 30,000 somewhere in there or whatever, but yeah, that is kind of chump change. And is it baseless because they weren't obligated? I don't know. They weren't obligated to tell people that their son murdered someone. I mean, it, so that's what this, that is speculation that they knew that, you know, that's not proven. So it's going to be a, he said, she said type situation. Cause now mm -hmm. that they're both dead, there's absolutely nobody to corroborate that. The only way they could prove that is with like phone. Like if he communicated that over Mm -hmm. a text message or called and they could pull the phone call. I don't know. Maybe a letter or something in that notebook that was conveniently near the body. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody with Brian's with teeth. The fake teeth. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know either. It's weird. It is That's, suspicious. And what really is bullshit in this whole thing is it's not illegal to be an asshole. Yeah. And yeah. that it should be. It, <laughs> it, should, it should be, be illegal. You should have to cooperate. You should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and you should not be allowed to just come home without your girlfriend and then go camping somewhere like, in her own van. Like it's not even your van, bro. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. And it's so weird. Like if you look back, like again, just to reiterate how fake Instagram is. If you look at this poor girl's Instagram, you're like, she's a beautiful young lady, which she is out here having the time of her life traveling with the love of her life there's pictures and videos of them like kissing in sunsets and like exploring all these great places I mean it looks like exactly the kind of ish I want to do but not with slapping and yelling and murder like and all that was going on in the the video that body cam footage of her like crying is just heartbreaking like 
I, yeah, I think that you make a super good point about Facebook and Instagram and all of that looking like people's lives are perfect. Never try to be jealous of anybody's life. Like I know on our Instagram, it looks like we're perfect, but mm. I assure you, I assure you we're messes. It's a highlight reel over here. It really is. I only, that's why I only <laughs> post like once every two months. <laughs> no, but, but really, you know, you never know. Everybody wants to have the illusion that their life is perfect and it never, ever will be. So right. it, it, it is, and, and make sure too, that you keep an you're eye checking on, those, on people. those people. Yeah. You're mm. checking up on your friends that look like they're living their best lives because, oh my gosh, who knows what's going on in the background? Mm-hmm. Yep. They it's say so that the, sad. the happiest, funniest people are the ones that are the most depressed. So that, mm-hmm. that is very true. So always, and she was clearly in a relationship that was at minimum, just like toxic, even if it wasn't like blatant domestic violence happening, they were not good for each other. And it was a problem that escalated to this. And you know, and for what? Well, the thing that like really sucks, like they're both dead and it is obvious that like people that were close to them weren't aware of how bad the situation was. So, so we are never going to know what happened. No. Did they what just get triggered a fight it? and he lost his temper, you know, or was he like planning that right. for part of that trip? I mean, it doesn't seem like he was planning it just because of the way everything like went down, but you know, mm. oh, well, and I don't think that he felt remorseful about it because he didn't try to immediately fix the situation by just fessing up and saying that he had done something. He tried to run when that didn't work. Panicked. He yeah, shot himself because he didn't see it out. And that's, that's not the way it should be. That would have been the only way to honor her is to admit what happened and mm-hmm. give the, her parents some closure. Yeah. What sure. a, what a sad thing for, and just think, I mean, you know, even though his parents didn't do everything right, finding the body of their child would be horrific. And mm-hmm. it's this, you know, same even more so for Petito because he, she was murdered. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. It is so sad. So yes, check on your friends. Yeah, definitely. So I will go ahead and cite my sources now. I used news.yahoo.com, thesun.com, wikipedia.com, newyorkpost.com, abcnews.go, intouchweekly.com, and cnn.com. Lots of dot coms. There was a lot of dot coms. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) we hope you guys learned something from episode 104 on Gabby Petito. And Mm -hmm. seriously, if anybody uh, is on my bandwagon, let me know. Yeah. Watch anyway, the whole nine yards and you'll see how it's those done. Those are fake teeth. 100%. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I love you. All right. Well, have a good week, everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.